I'm Claire Mattis, and you're listening to Seeking Refuge News, a podcast sharing stories of refugees and the world events that affect them. On February 1st, Myanmar's military, the Tatmadaw, seized power after detaining State Councilor Aung San Suu Kyi, President Nguyen Myint, and other democratically elected leaders, bringing an end to a decade of civilian rule. The coup took place following a general election, which Suu Kyi's National League for Democracy Party won by a landslide. The armed forces have claimed widespread voter fraud, demanding a rerun of the vote and declaring a year-long state of emergency. However, the election commission stated that there is no evidence to support such claims. Military Commander-in-Chief Min Aung Klang, who has long maintained power of the Tatmadaw, now wields all executive, legislative, and judicial powers. He has previously received international condemnation and sanctions for his alleged role in military attacks against ethnic minorities. In 2017, despite not officially controlling Myanmar, the military launched an ethnic cleansing campaign in the states of Shan, Kachin, Karen, and Rakhine, leading to the exodus of the Rohingya Muslims. Over 900,000 Rohingya refugees remain in overcrowded camps in Bangladesh, making it the largest concentration of encamped refugees in the world. Additionally, the military has used sexual violence to devastate communities and deter women and children from returning to their homes. Aung San Suu Kyi, who received a Nobel Peace Prize after gaining international fame during a 15-year house arrest, has also faced criticism for her cooperation with the military and her defense of this deadly campaign against ethnic minorities. In 2019, she represented Myanmar at a trial in the International Court of Justice, defending against accusations of ethnic cleansing. She has also repeatedly refused to cooperate with the UN rights investigators' pursuit for accountability. Min Aung Lang has stated that the military is on the people's side and will establish a true and disciplined democracy, and the military has stated that it will hold a free and fair election once the state of emergency is over. The NLD published a statement on behalf of Aung San Suu Kyi, urging protests against the coup. In response, thousands of protesters have taken to the streets to demand the release of Suu Kyi and the restoration of civilian rule. Doctors, teachers, student groups, government workers, and more began civilian disobedience campaigns. Meanwhile, the NLD's offices were raided and the Tatmadaw blocked social media platforms and eventually ordered a blackout of the entire internet where protesters had been sharing information. On February 7th, protests swept through Myanmar with tens of thousands of people in attendance in the largest show of mass anger since the 2007 uprising by Buddhist monks that helped bring about democratic reforms. Internet access was restored, but social media platforms are still blocked. The military then imposed a curfew in Yangon and other townships and banned gatherings of more than five people in an attempt to crush growing protests. Initially, police would fire guns mostly into the air and use water cannons and rubber-coated bullets to attempt to clear protesters. On February 13th, the military suspended laws constraining security forces from detaining subjects or searching private property without court approval, ordered the arrest of well-known supporters of the protests, and threatened action against civil servants who refused to return to work. Armored vehicles were deployed in main cities, and internet access was blocked again. On February 20th, security forces opened fire on striking workers and other protests in Mandalay, killing at least two people. On February 22nd, protesters launched a general strike with businesses across the country closing and hundreds of thousands of protesters gathering. On February 26th, a military-appointed elections official invalidated the results of the November 2020 election. The following day, police launched a sweeping crackdown, arresting hundreds. Each week, the armed forces' attacks have escalated, killing more than 60 people in the first week of March. In the weeks of protests, security forces have killed 183 people, with 74 people dying on Sunday, making it the deadliest day thus far. Numerous countries have condemned the military takeover. The U.S. and the U.K. have both responded with sanctions on military officials. 
However, China blocked a UN Security Council statement that condemned the coup, and neighboring countries have stated that it is now an internal issue.